This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome back to another episode of No Waco. This is your host, Debbie. Welcome back to another episode of No Way Go. I'm your host, Debbie, and today we have a very special guest here in the studio. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, my name is Craig Cunningham. I am a writer and have grown up in Waco my whole life and and love to be here. Yes, and you already answered the question. Um, So you've been in Waco your entire life, and you are an author, and we're here to celebrate your new book that you just wrote. Tell me about it. Yeah, so I wrote a book. It's a young adult book. It's a it's a coming of age story. It's about uh, a group of high school guys that were that are led by this kind of uh, strange mentor figure throughout <laughs> their senior year, and he leads them through these rites of passage and and really challenges them to kind of recognize that that life comes to an end at some point, and you've got these you've got these precious moments Aww. to make the most of the time that you have left. And that sounds a little more, but I know you know you're thinking <laughs> about death, but. Uh, it's a re- it's a reality for all of us, and so it's like, well, what are we going to do with the life mm-hmm. that we have? And I think for for young guys, and, and especially the young guys in this book, that's a question they haven't been asked before, or, or been asked to think really seriously about. And so when he does that, it really challenges them and, and forces them to deal with some of the questions and some of the, the dreams they have and the impact that they want to make on the world. I love that. And so um, tell me where this book is available, how people can find it. Yeah, I mean, the, for every book, I guess, is the, the answer is always Amazon. You can go to Amazon <laughs> and buy a book. But uh, if you're in Waco, go to Fable. That's, mm-hmm. that's my favorite bookstore in the world. Shout out. We love you, Fable. Yeah, it's my favorite bookstore in the world. I love Kimberly and Blake. They, they're close friends. And uh, I'm so glad they brought that dream to life here. Mm-hmm. It's made a big impact. And so you can buy the book there as well. All right, amazing. And, um, of course, tell us the title. You haven't even told us the name yeah, of it yet. Yeah, I should do that, right? Uh, it's called One Night in a Thousand Years. And so so where that title comes from, One Night in a Thousand Years, is a phrase that uh, Emerson used. And so he's talking about, and, and this is integrated in the story of the book, um, so you'll see this theme come through. But he, in, 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 uh, when Emerson writes about it, he talks about if the stars came out only one night in a thousand years, people would go out. How men would, would go out and look up and adore the city of God that had been revealed. It's something along those lines. I butchered the quote, but <laughs> it's basically that idea that, that you know, if, if the stars only came out one time every thousand years, we'd look up and be like, wow, what is going on? This is amazing. But the stars are out every night. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so it's this, it's this reminder that the beauty of life is here with us right now. We just have to acknowledge it. We've got to recognize it. We've got to appreciate all the gifts that we have right in front of us. Yeah, and you are a Waco native, a Waco dad, a Waco family man, and this book is about family and it's set in Waco. Tell me why you decided to do that. Yeah, it's set in Waco because it's based on a, and I got to be careful when I say this. It's it's loosely based on a true story. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had a I had a very similar experience to what happens in the book in high school. I was a part of a group like this. Now the plot is made up. You know, it's, <laughs> it's very much fictionalized yeah. uh, for uh, entertainment value. In a lot of ways, but kind of the core, the foundational um, premise of the book is is very much true. You know, I was in a group like this with these guys. We had a leader that led us through these rites of passage that challenged us in this way. And so, you know, obviously, obviously real details are sprinkled in and out. But, um, you know, it is fiction, but it's based on a true story that happened here. And so it's, it's fun to show Waco off, even in the book, you know, different uh, locations show up uh, throughout the pages that, that everyone from Waco will know. 
I love that. And again, it's just so important to have that representation of Waco um, and to showcase our city. Um, have you um, gotten a lot of response from it? What has what have other people said about it so far? Yeah, it's been I mean, it's been amazing. It's been a ride. I've been you know, I've written for a long time. I've, I've uh, we were talking about this. Before You've we done wrote, a lot of books. Yeah, I've written, I've written quite a bit, uh, you know, professionally and personal projects, mm-hmm. too. But this one is really connecting with people. And, and I kind of knew it would uh, just because of the nature of the story and, and sort of the themes of the story are, are more universal. They appeal to more people. But it's also that Waco connection. You know, people, uh, because it's based on a true story, loosely based on a true story, there's a lot of real people that, that were impacted by, these, by this story. You know, um, that year, uh, those guys that got together that senior year, that that model lasted another 18 years. And so it impacted guys for 18 years. And so that's hundreds and hundreds of young men and their families that kind of know this, this story. And so they're bought in. And so it, you know, it has made a, it has made an impact, uh, hopefully in a really powerful, positive way. I think it has, um, with, with people that were connected to the story and with people that just identify with that, um, you know, with those themes and that, that call to make the most of life. I love that. And the artistic process is always, well, a process. So with that, what has kind of your journey started out as and what does it become now? What does that look like? Yeah, for for this book specifically mm-hmm. or just in general? Well, if you just want to talk about your artistic journey, you're more than welcome yeah, to. Yeah, I can do that. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's tied, well, it's tied into the story. So, um, you know, when I, when I was 18, when I was a part of this group, one of the things that the guy that led the group did was he handed all of us a journal. Mm-hmm. And, and so... And, and challenged us to write. And that was really the first time that I had done that. Obviously, I'd written for school and things like that. But to to go home and open a blank journal with a pen and think, okay, what am I going to do? Uh, that was the first time I'd done that. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really, that moment kicked off this whole life of writing that has happened since, you know. Maybe that was a cursed moment. <laughs> maybe it wasn't. But, uh, yeah, so it, it, I started to I started to write poetry. I started to write little stories. I started to write thoughts in this journal, and that just developed and developed over time. You know, I got the bug. And it really, for me, writing is and has always been a way to think clearly. And so to, to, to try to develop these thoughts or think uh, about the world or the questions I have about the world, it's like writing is how I do that. And that, that has been the case, and I've done that through story. I've done that through a lot of different mediums within writing, you know, poetry or fiction or nonfiction, whatever it is. Um, but but that's that's where that journey for me started. I love that. And that's absolutely fantastic to hear that, you know, you started at a young age, and now you're able to see the fruits of your labor. Um, and being able to see that, you know, journey as an artist. Um, with that, what is some advice you would give somebody who's just now starting to write or is doing something that they love? Man, I would say I, have, I actually have a lot of advice around this. Uh, <laughs> As the, a writer, the, you know, <laughs> the biggest, I think the biggest piece of advice, and it's probably broader than just writing, is that if you want to be good at something, you just can't quit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's really it. Just do it. If you keep yeah. doing it for long enough, you're gonna eventually get good at it. I think a lot of people lose faith in themselves or lose, you know, you know they lose the spark because something didn't catch immediately, or somebody had a negative comment, or whatever it was. And so it kind of kills that inside of them and they shift to something else. That's totally normal. And I, and I have done that in a lot of other areas of my life. But with writing and, and advice that I would give to writers is like, man, just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Like you've got a long life to live. It's okay if you're the best thing you write is when you're 65 or 70 or 80. That may be the case. But mm-hmm. you gotta, you got to put in these, this time up to that point. 
and uh, and eventually you'll get where you want to be. Yeah. Now the big question is self-publishing or traditional publishing? <laughs> Man, I've... I've uh, That's the hard question. <laughs> it's a hard question. I've been down both roads and, um, and, and have had good and bad experiences down both roads. So I think that... I want to be careful what I say here. <laughs> the, Don't even make any of your publishers mad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that long-term, there's a lot of value in owning your work, mm-hmm. especially if you have a really long-term vision of your work. If you have a short-term vision of your work, which is not necessarily a bad thing, if you want a book out that kind of makes an impact and um, you know lands on a shelf and, and hits at this moment in time, I think traditional is probably your way to go. If you're thinking long-term, big picture, building a body of work that you own and want to manipulate over time and maybe convert to a different, something different later, you know, if if that's kind of your mentality, then I think self-publishing is a great option. I love that. And again, like everybody's journey is different. So it's so important to hear how different entrepreneurs and artists and creatives like approach something. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, people can probably be inspired and then um, take that little kernel of information, tuck it away or use it right now. So that's amazing to get to hear. And again, just know um, your journey that you've been on through this. Um, With this, you also said you've done poetry. Um, Have you ever done any local open mics or any poetry nights? No, I've never done that before. That would be that would be a new (laughs) thing for me. Uh, um, I'm not open mic poetry every third Saturday at Cultivate. <laughs> well, there it is. Okay, I'll have to stop by. Uh, I, I need to watch and learn before I step up. Oh, into it. I but see. No, I do. I do like writing poetry. A lot of the, a lot of the poetry that I've written is, um, it's more story based. It's 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 sort of a it's sort of like a hybrid of poetry and prose. I love that. And so I'm telling a story through it as opposed to just thinking through an, a single image or a single question, like a lot of poems are. But um, it's a that's a fun outlet for me. I think my my sweet spot though is probably uh, similar to one nine a thousand years, kind of uh, more traditional storytelling. I love that. And are you going to be at the author event at Fable coming up? I am. Ooh, I'm very excited tell us about, about it. it. Yeah, it's coming up this week, I guess, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm mostly excited about it to meet other writers. Truthfully, me too. Like, I yeah. just want to go and meet everybody yeah, and be like, "What are you working on?" That's what I'm most excited about <laughs> is just to connect with other people that are trying to you know, make creative work and put it out in the world. Uh, obviously, it's a great time to meet readers and, um, you know, engage with the bookstore and, and just kind of come together as a community. But one part of that that I, I am excited about is just to see what other people are working on. I love that. Well, that's absolutely fantastic. With that, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. And now for a word from our sponsors. And now back to the episode. And we're back. So we're just talking about the exciting um, author event that's going to be happening at Fabled um, and how it's going to be a great opportunity for the community to connect, um, meet authors, meet readers. Um, One of the first questions I love to ask when we get back from break is, what would you like to see more of in Waco? Man, we're we're up here on the 21st floor of the Alaco building and just looking out at at Waco and seeing how much it has changed. It's, It's really amazing. I think what what I love about Waco and and what I want to see more of in Waco is just people taking chances. I, and I think that. we've seen that over time. You know, that has Chip and Joe have obviously led the way in a <laughs> lot of in a, in a lot of respects. But looking out, seeing people take chances, seeing people follow dreams, build businesses, put books out, put music out, open the thing that they've been dreaming about forever. 
that's what I love to see. And I, and, and I want to continue to see that. I think that's, I think that there's a lot of that energy in Waco and that's been bubbling up for a long time. And so just seeing too, you know, people that, that I have, um, that are similar, similar to my age or are slightly above me or slightly behind me, um, really betting on themselves, investing in the dream that they've had and, and putting it all out there. That's what I'd love to see. Mm-hmm. And whether that's a, a book or an art project or a business, you know, that's so fun and, um, would love to continue to see more of that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that's absolutely amazing. Um, especially being a native way Cohen, you've been able to see that growth from the beginning. Um, I was going to ask how old you are, but how long, how many years have you been in Waco? I'm, I'm 37. So, so, you so to, you've you been in for a long it. time. <laughs> well, yeah. And we, I, I didn't move away for a time. We lived in, me and my wife lived in Austin for seven years at one point, mm-hmm. but I grew up in, on the outskirts of Waco, so in in Crawford, more or less, wow. and then uh, moved into town and went and wound up going to Baylor. There's a long story there. I wasn't going to go to Baylor. <laughs> I was going to go to Oklahoma, but okay. changed my mind at the last second because she was going to Baylor. Ooh, and for so, a girl. Yeah, I know. And it usually doesn't work out, but it did. <laughs> you know, the the bet was Aww. I was I was right. Uh, so yeah, I've been in Waco for a long time. We moved to Austin, like I said, and came back. And Waco had a lot had happened when we were gone. It just felt like a different place. It felt like there was something new and big happening here that it, that really just grabbed us. And obviously, we had so many roots here, so many relationships here. It's just it's just home. I say this so many times on the podcast, but that is literally almost every creative's like story. They either came here from Baylor or grew up here and then left for a little bit, went somewhere cool, and then came back. So just bringing that melting pot here and really just taking those experiences from other places in the world and being able to bring them here and adapt them into Waco. It's been absolutely amazing to get to see that, especially with, again, our entrepreneurs and artists and creatives, um, the people who are doing things in Waco. Um, Why do you think it's so important for you to be in Waco right now? Right now is, uh, I can talk about it from the perspective of my work, but also just from the perspective of my family, families here. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my parents live in this area. My wife's parents live in this area. Our kids get to see their grandparents and cousins and aunts and uncles. And it's just an amazing thing. I mean, even today, my, my mother-in-law picked up my kids from school. Aww. And so just, just having a place, having them grow up in a place where, families all around them that support is all around them they're they're loved and seen and known and and uh encouraged is is there's no price on that honestly so that's a great that's a good enough reason to be here (laughs) but when you when you take my work and just the the values i want to write about the 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 sort of stories I want to tell are, are rooted in places like this where people know each other, where they still can, rec- you know, walk into a, a coffee shop and <laughs> see people they know and love and have known and love for many, many years. I like stories like that. So this is a good place to be for that reason too. I love that. That's absolutely amazing. And I mean, it sounds like you, you know, really value family and like have made this community around you, um, especially with Fabled. Um, is there anyone else you want to shout out that's helped you along this journey? Man, so many people. I could, you know, one thing that I don't talk about enough is my wife. I talk about her just that I love her, but um, <laughs> with my work, she's always you're legally obligated. Oh, know, Whatever you say so, next, maybe so. <laughs> uh, she is and has always been the person who reads my work mm-hmm. first. And so, you know, as soon as I finish something, first I tell her about this crazy idea I have. I'm like, hey, what if I did a story like this? And she'll 
you know, she'll react one way or another mm-hmm. uh, to and kind of guide me in, in certain ways. But when I finish, she's always the first person that reads it I and always that. has been. And so she has read way, way, way more of my work than anybody <laughs> ever will or should and uh, has just encouraged me. But also, I mean, from a from a practical point of view, she also edits it too. She'll like have a pen and be like, Hey, you need to, you said this here, you need to say this here. And, uh, that's always been really helpful. So shout out to her for being my editor. I love that. That is so sweet. Um, and of course, I mean, I wish my husband would read my works. He refuses to, um, but that's fine. That's a whole other conversation, yeah. <laughs> but it does sound I like make her do it. Sort yeah. Of. Oh, like, okay. Hey, so it is under force. I like print it and put it by, <laughs> print it and put it on her uh, nightstand. So hey, that's what happened. Hey. That's what happens. That's the, that's the curse of the, the author and the yeah. author partner. Big time. Big time. <laughs> um, well, we're so glad you came on today. Of course, give us all your social media where we can find you, find more about you, find the book, all the things. Yeah. You you can go to my website, craigscunningham.com. You can find me on Instagram, same handle, at craigscunningham.com. The best place to buy the book, we talked about that earlier, but Fabled, if you're here, if you're not here, Amazon, you can definitely find it. Um, it's also a big part of the the book and the success of the book over the last few weeks has been the audio book. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the actor James Vanderbeek recorded the audio book, and so it has been... Uh, that it's been that's added a lot to the you know its ability to spread. I'm excited for about people that. to know about it, and so that it's actually up for an audio award. Wow! In, in a, a couple of weeks, we're going to LA for this event, Woo-hoo. and so it's a finalist in uh, the young adult category, and. You know, we'll see. We'll see what Woo-hoo. happens. I feel like just, just you'll come back there. an award winner. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. I feel like I feel like the uh, the underdog, which you know is fine with me, but you never know. I love that. So. And uh, sorry, I forgot the question. No, you're fine. It was just plug yourself. Plug this myself. is plug that's all right. your things. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, the the audio words. You can are give them up. your your text number if you want to be able to text. No, excited. kidding. <laughs> excited about that. And uh, yeah, just I, I love to connect with people. So if you find me, reach out, say hello. All right, perfect. And now it's time for your soapbox moment. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today? My soapbox my soapbox moment is just to. I mean, as it relates to the book, just that that this is your one night in a thousand years. I love that. You know, the 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 stars are out now. It's not you're not waiting on anything. You're not you don't need to hope for something in the future. Everything is right in front of you. It's right inside of you. You can make the most of life as it stands today, and that's a challenge. That's a gift, and um, and we get to do that. Oh well, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Find us everywhere on all social media platforms, K-N-O-W underscore Waco. Check us out at roguemedianetwork.com and we're on YouTube under Rogue Media Network. Check out nowaco.com. This has been a Rogue Media Network 